One of the earliest tools in marketing was the sign. Join us today as we explore the history and usage of signage. Welcome to Straight Shot. Marketing is everywhere. It's around your life. From what you eat to what you wear and where you go. It is a vital part of any and all business. Let's discuss the world of marketing and business as it influences everyday life with the staff of Atlanta Marketing Agency, Reformation Productions, and guests as they give it to us straight. Get ready. Take aim. Steady. Welcome to Straight Shot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to, to today's episode of Straight Shot Marketing Podcast, where we are going to dive into the subject of signage. With us today as a special guest is Don Conklin, owner of Pinnacle Custom Signs here in Gwinnett County. We have worked with Don on many a client's project, and it's my pleasure to say welcome. Don, tell us a little bit about um, you and uh, Pinnacle Custom Signs. Sure. We started up eight years ago, my wife Teresa and myself, and now we have a thriving business of 15 employees up in Buford, northern Buford, Georgia, and we produce signs that are shipped nationally and installed nationally. So starting out from a small Buford Gwinnett County operation to a national operation. And it's family owned and run too. Don't, your sons work there as well? It is. They work there when we want them. No, they are. <laughs> <laughs> they, is, they show up. I don't know did. if they work or not. No, my wife and I own the company and my mm -hmm. next two, my uh, Stephen and Matthew, two of my sons will take it over from us maybe six to eight years from now. Wow, that's fantastic. Do, do they know that? They do know that. They accept that. You think they're going to be ready in six to eight years? I think they'll be ready in two to three years. Really? Oh, you're a lucky man. That's a wonderful thing to leave on to somebody. I've got a little longer before I can do anything like that. Mine, mine are a little younger. Mm, yeah. We're going to need to groom a little bit longer for that process. All right. So, Zachary, I need a marketing uh, industry definition. Okay. What is the actual definition of a sign? Uh, the, the, the things that people take for granted. Um Technically, a sign is, def is defined as any kind of visual graphics that's created to display information to a particular audience. So that's a very complicated definition for... Like a gang sign? Yeah. So, well, no, that's, that's a different kind of sign. I don't know. Type. Does this mean anything? It's a Am different I kind of hurt? sign. So, um, so any kind of visual graphics that are created to display information to a particular audience. Now, th those graphics can be letters, photos, drawings. Um, the important element to remember is that we're talking about displaying. So in, in, in modern terms, we don't call a TV or a computer monitor a sign, but technically it is because it is a display. Um, and it, it's using graphics to display things. Um, so you wouldn't say that you have a sign on your desk that is attached to your computer, but technically that is what it is. So there you go. Uh, we utilize signage. Uh, signage is industry speak for using a sign. Uh, we use it in several different ways. Uh, in marketing, we use it to identify things, to uh, instruct people, to, to educate people. We use it to stir up emotion, and we use it to just generally communicate uh, to other folks. Okay, so what I'm going to do now I'm going to share a little bit of signage history. 
Oh, back in the day. Wow. Yeah. Are you guys ready? We are. I'm going to see if I can surprise Don with my vast knowledge that I'm going to be using my iPad for help out. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't memorize, not so good. Okay. While people take it back to cave drawings when man first learned how to communicate visually, most associate the introduction of the sign to the Roman and Greek era. So between 3000 BC and 500 AD, this period is also known as antiquity, the age of antiquity. During this time, philosophy and science were in development and education and enlightenment were all the rage. Yeah, that's when there was Plato and all those philosophers. Socrates, Socrates yeah. Yeah, <laughs> signs were developed as a way to communicate with illiterate people through imagery. Signs used imagery to identify businesses like blacksmiths, taverns, and etc. Yeah, people illiterate people because people general pub, yeah, population it, did not read. No, actually, at the it time. was considered quite of an affluent thing if yeah. you were if you were yeah. educated, if you had tutors, if you had people to train you on reading and writing because right. not everybody could do that. Most people couldn't do that. But after the Dark Ages in 1389, King Richard III of England decreed that any businesses that sold ale must have a sign in front of their building. Alcohol has been a problem in society for a long time. Ale. <laughs> after that, businesses started using colors, designs, and logos, and things like that. And they, the signs became much more ornate. Mm -hmm. And by now, they were made of hand-carved wood, wrought iron, and gold leafing. And then in the 18th century, we had new technologies like gas lighting, the printing press, and electricity. This started to uh, be utilized in making the signs as well. And then we had the 19th century with plastics being invented. And then here in the 20th century and now in the 21st century with digital, signs have grown into an over $50 billion a year industry. And that industry is home to Don Conklin. Woohoo! <laughs> Don, what are some of the changes that you've seen in signage throughout your career? The well, vast decades. Well, the eight years. Oh, right, right. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, you, we've seen a significant change in how it's being used. Because the way I look at it is that any surface that has a graphic on it is a sign. So last year, Atlanta hosted one of the biggest events in the world. Do you know what that was? Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Yes, I went. I went now, if you went downtown... <laughs> You, also, you saw some graphics on some of the largest buildings in wow. Atlanta. Yep. Pepsi Cola, um, I believe, in yep. the graphics that we saw. On the, uh, on the Weston Peachtree Tower, which is an 80-story 80, 80 tall building, they had a 40-story tall Super Bowl trophy on that building. Jeez. took someone three weeks on scaffolding to install it, and it was not us. It, yeah. <laughs> I don't have the insurance <laughs> for that. I don't do that either. So... That, the building next to uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Mercedes-Benz Stadium itself, the graphics, and it was, the industry says it was about a $5 million project, was, which was temporary signs because it was taken down the week Man, after the Super Bowl. Man, that's an expensive investment. Wow. So it, it cost that much money to put it up, and they just took it down. What do they do with something like that after? Throw it out. Are you serious? Or, or re repurpose it for something else. Find, you know. They just throw away a 40-foot trophy? Yeah. And think about it, though. There's a billion eyes on the Super Bowl, and they oh, had yeah. the blimp flying over. They got so much advertising out of the Bud Light and everything else. Like, that's why they do it. Oh, yeah. I guess I just I just think of the waste. <laughs> 
you know, like, oh, what a waste to throw away such a giant. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. That's pretty cool. Uh, well, if they can sell it on eBay, they probably will. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you, you didn't do that, but what is the coolest thing that you've ever done? Um, I would tell you that we've done a lot of cool projects. The coolest, though, is Atlanta is home to one of the most um, unique barbecues in the world called the Big Green Egg. It's headquartered here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Those of us in Atlanta know it, probably love it. I've got two at home. And they were moving their headquarters about five years ago, and they moved from Tucker, Georgia, over to Shambly, Georgia. And it's right on the interstate, and they, uh, the owner of the company came to me and says, Don, I want the biggest green egg I can possibly have. <laughs> and he had a monument sign wow. outside of his building. We did a 25-foot tall big green egg that is right there on 85 and I know you guys have seen this. If you're local, if you're in the Atlanta area, and if you have been on 85, you have seen the giant green yep, egg. Coming north towards the, the top of the perimeters, right there mm-hmm. on the there's left. A, there's a sign. There's a giant piano. There's a piano, England piano. And there's, a cor- and there's also a Corvette on a pole. Yes. That's right. So, that, so you've got a Corvette a on a pole, you've got a piano on a pole, and you've got the giant <laughs> green egg grill. Well, the coolest thing about the big green egg sign, though, is that it wasn't done traditionally. They actually had a print, a picture taken of that, and it was so well done, high resolution, that we were able to blow it up to 25 feet and and then emboss it, embed it into the plastic of that sign. So it's an actual picture at that size. Yeah. And to finish off the effect they have on their building, big green egg, and the letters are backlit, meaning they are lighted out the back with green LEDs to complete the big green egg effect. So, and Don, didn't you tell me one time that you did a giant macaroni noodle? We were uh, we he were likes home. to do giant we things. Were, we were what home. That about we him? were home to the craft macaroni noodle that was in town for um, the college football playoffs that they were putting it out at the college football playoffs and things like that. So we didn't actually make it, but we did install it. it was really cool. <laughs> it's a giant macaroni noodle. What else can you do? Anyway, super awesome. Very cool. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about the process that we go through in developing a sign uh, from a marketing agency standpoint. So we have strategies that we have developed for our clients that usually last an entire year. Now, that this piece of signage may be part of that strategy or it may have come up in the middle of the year as an add-on project or expanding or some opportunity that jumped up in the middle. Uh, if that's the case, uh, I'll develop out the strategy based on my uh, interactions and thoughts that I've had uh, with the client. I'll go and I'll you know measure the space where we want to have it. I'll usually... Uh, Um, photograph the space uh, where the sign is going to end up. And then I will come over to Jennifer, who is my go-to person for making all things happen. And I'll say, hey, this is my idea. I want to sign for uh, this reason. I want it to be this size. I want it to fit in this space. And I want it to function like this. Uh, Then I'll say, find out if that's possible and how much it will cost. Uh, And then basically I I turn it over to her. Yes, he make it so. Yes. I am the gen of all trades. And I will do some quick research so that I know what I'm talking about and what I am looking bef- looking for before I contact the vendor, Pinnacle Custom Signs. So I will call up Pinnacle and I'll say, hey, I'll call up Joanne and or Don. Don's usually the number guy. Joanne is the person I talk to all the time. She's fabulous. So I will call up Pinnacle and I'll say, hey, I'm looking to make a sign that does this. Here are my ideas. Is it even possible? Um, what are the materials and the technology that is currently available to make it happen? 90% of the time, Don says, well, yeah, I can make anything happen. Then the magic question is, how much will it cost? 
And then they do some research on their end and come back and tell me with what can be done and what it would cost to make that happen. Don, do you want to expand at all on what happens at, on your end at this point when I'm uh, asking you for costs? Yeah, I would say that. You know, one of the things we want to know, is it a permanent sign? Is it a temporary sign? Because that might change the materials that we use. If it's a temporary sign, obviously it'll be less expensive materials. If it's going to be a show play, a showcase in their lobby, like it's going to be an identity sign for that business, we'll have more high-end uh, materials like acrylic and metals and things like that. So it's actually a piece of art that shows up in their lobby. Sure. So it's really what's the application of it, how long it's going to be up there. It's going to be indoor, outdoor, right. things and, like that. And, you know, some of the more basic stuff that, you know, we all forget about is, okay, it's going on a wall. Well, what kind of walls? The brick walls? Yeah, how do you want sure. to attach said sign? Right. So. I mean, I have to tell you from just the design standpoint, because I've been doing business with vendors like Don for so long, I have to have my ducks in a row before I call them because there are a million questions that go along with it as far as just even mounting the sign, how you want the sign to be lit sure. or maybe not lit at all, indoor, outdoor, materials used, all that stuff. And one of the, the bigger things I think is that technology in the signage industry is constantly changing. And there's things, oh, this is available now and this is something, now we can do this. And, the, and I don't know what all of that is until I talk to him. And he's like, oh, there's this new thing that you can do. It's blah, 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 whatever it is. Yeah, uh, because really at the end of the day, just like we always say to our business owners, sure. um, you know, you need to stay focused on what it is that you do best. And one of the things we as an agency know is how to utilize our vendors when we have to have them. Like right now, Reformation Productions does not have any giant printing presses. I don't own a Don. I don't own a Joanne. <laughs> but I do have one in my pocket. And... Um, so I leave it up to their expertise to answer those questions. And then once I have my answers, I go back to Zachary with the budget. And if he approves the budget, then I will do a mock-up of what the sign might look like. And then I turn that into Zachary. Yep. So uh, at that point, I have the, the budget and I have the mock-up and I have to go get it approved by the client because the client always gets the final say-so with, with whatever it is that, that we're doing. So Jennifer and I will go back and forth making tweaks and adjustments on the design to get it exactly the way that we need within the allotted budget. And then I will go to Jennifer and I'll say, okay, it's a go. Make it happen. Yeah, okay. And Goes then, back to your court. Right. It's a big basketball you'll, you'll game. You'll see like a, a pattern here where he's like, you know, ideas, ideas, ideas. I have no idea how to make it happen, make it happen. And then I just have to come up with the logistics of it. But then so what I do is I design out all the elements within the specs provided by the sign vendor. Um, they might tell me they need something in vector format. They need something in a, a saved format of some sort, and colors, outlines, things like that. Then I provide them with a mock-up of what it will look like and the print-ready artwork. I want to show them what the finished product is going to look like, what, what I envision it to look like when it's all done so that they can match my vision as closely as possible. And then I talk with Don's, Don's team to schedule when the sign will be produced and installed. And then they take it from there. Do you want to add anything? Yeah, I would point? say that, you know, production is very important. It depends on if we've worked with your client before, you know, from your standpoint. Sometimes it's a new client of yours and they have a very specific color that they want to mm -hmm. hit. I have five printers in my operation. Each one of them hits a different color red. Pretty <laughs> pretty close, 
But sometimes, like Coca-Cola, these Coca-Cola Red and Home yeah. Depot, that is a, yes, Home Depot orange, right? So if you had a customer with a specific color that they needed, we would do a test print for you. And you'd come down and take a look at it and either approve it or take it back to sure. the client, you know? Because we want to make sure that before we produce wholesale, wholesale, that we know what it's like. That's very important on a lot of signs, but it's critical on vehicle wraps. Because vehicle wraps happen on a t special type of vinyl that is very porous. So the colors on, a, on, on the vinyl on a vehicle wrap is a whole lot different than the colors on a vinyl on a, on a, on a piece of vinyl going on the wall. So that's sort of stuff we do. You know, if we know it's going to be pretty simple, we've got the, the, the print-ready artist going on a poster board or something like that, we'll just rip it and go. You know, if it's something that's yeah. going to be special, um, we want to make sure that you guys know what you're getting before we get it to you for that standpoint. Sure. Now there's, yeah, you mentioned Coca-Cola Red. There's there's certain um, colors that um, are described in Pantone codes. Uh, and we can give you that Pantone code. And uh, it's it's not even the, the, it looks different on this printer and this printer and this material and that material. It looks different on our, on our monitors. So, Color management is its own animal that you kind of have to, to track down for sure. Yes, Zachary said something very specific. Here's your one little tiny nugget for all of you guys listening. Never trust your monitors. No. <laughs> Do not trust your computer monitor for color because light shines through a computer monitor which alters the color. I'm a graphic designer. Tell, trust me when I tell you that you can have a color that looks so great on, the, um, on a computer monitor and one monitor looks different than the next, yeah. and it looks different when it's printed out. And there's a difference between RGB color and CMYK color. When, when we decide on, um, when we, we're developing a brand and we decide on a client's colors, we have a, a Pantone book that's printed out, uh, and it's been certified that these colors are these numbers. And when you put that, you can even scan it and put it in, in your computer, and it's going to look different. Um, now, when you start printing it on plastic, you know that's why somebody like Donna will match that color uh, if we tell them specifically what the what the color is, because it's a, it's a science project, yeah. right? Trying to figure out what what's you know how much of this is going to make it look like it's supposed to look. It's all about the canvas, absolutely. And then um, after I get through production, and uh, you know maybe I have had a a mock-up, or I'm sorry, a, a sample sent to me that I approve. I think everything's going well. We go ahead and we set the schedule for the um, installation and then uh, I go out and I meet with the installation team to ensure that everything goes up as it's supposed to I answer any final installing questions you know um, you know hopefully everybody's got their stuff together but maybe we have to run to Home Depot to get something we didn't know we had we didn't understand you know it, it's up to me and the sign company to make sure that if a sign is going outside for, you know, for example, that there's no uh, regulations or um, HOA codes or problems with you know putting a sign up, making it visible from the street, things like that. Um, and anyways, uh, so I just have to make sure that I answer any final questions and I have the final approval when the sign goes up and I have to make sure it looks as well as I want it to. Yeah, and they'll usually ask. They'll, just because they before they put it up on the wall, they want to make sure this is where you want it. And they'll go, this right? Yeah. In other words, your fault if it's not... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I mean, we've had, um, I've had outdoor signs put up, um, which can be quite challenging because, you know, you, you don't, 
if you're putting a sign up on top of a building or near the roof of a building, you're never quite sure what the material is up there, if it's going to be something that a simple nails go through or if something else is going to be required until the guys get up on the ladder and they figure that out. Some of that is a little bit work as you go. And then there have been interior signage or vinyls put on walls or some just interior signs uh, uh, like bolted to the wall. And all those things are pretty easy, but still, they put it up, they place it, we all have to step back and look at it, make sure, <laughs> and then the, the, they put it up, they smooth it out, and everything looks great. Am I missing anything with installation you want to add? No, I think you're uh, you're absolutely hit the nail on the head because it's a uh, <clears throat> it is a guessing game as to where exactly it's going to go. It could be exactly where it is on the proof that mm -hmm. we have for you, but sometimes it's not. We want to make sure, and you know, going from the proof paper to the actual physical sign and installation. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be pretty pretty similar. Right. But then we have that tenth time that we've all experienced yep. that it's not similar. Yep. There's not a stud here. I don't know what to tell you. I didn't build the wall. The outside of the – I've experienced a, a time when the outside of the building was not um, even. So in order for these letters to be put on posts to protrude away from the building, the posts all had to be different sizes because yeah. it wasn't even. And that was a nightmare because I didn't know that until we got up there. And, <laughs> uh, yes. I'm sure you've had some installation nightmares. Well, we, we do. It's, it's very interesting how it happens sometimes. And some of the, uh, our biggest customers are the ones that are the, are the biggest issues because you know, like they want to do an installation at State Farm Arena, right, downtown. Mm -hmm. And the customer might be the Hawks, right? Sure. And think of all the graphics on the concourses, right? And sometimes they really don't care as long as it looks good from a distance. And sometimes they're checking out the seams on each one of the panels that goes sure. up, right? So you got to make That's sure stressful. that it is stressful for other people, not me, because I'm back at the office while they're doing the install. That's, but, why, that's how you get to be the Don. So, but, but you know, it also it, it's also interesting from an install standpoint where you know things aren't what they seem, right? Mm. And you know, and this is one thing that we'll never do anymore: is customers say, "I got a wall. It's X by X. I want to sign on that wall," right? And you're like. Uh, okay. Are you sure about that size? Yeah. Okay. Make the sign. Guess what? The sign's bigger than the wall. Oh, because the customer didn't know how to use that yellow thing that comes out of the thing. <laughs> and, you know, what is this? My, but I have an app on my <clears throat> iPhone that told me it was... Yeah, we did that three years ago. We'll never do it again. Yeah, oh, we're going to go get final measurements, right? How frustrating is that? Well, especially when the customer says, well, you, you made the sign, sign the wrong size. And it's like, but you told us yeah, to make it the, the wrong size. size you told us to, right. Yeah, make it, when it comes to things like this that are going to be physical, you have to make sure that the details are nailed down for mm -hmm. sure. I had a, I worked for um, a client one time, this is many years ago, not with Don. And um, this particular client wanted his logo on a window, like a storefront glass window, and it was tinted, heavily tinted windows. George's son streaming through, heavily tinted windows. And he wanted his logo in vinyl on the window. His logo is a navy blue. And I recommended that he maybe use a white logo instead of a navy blue, but the client was adamant that he wanted his color, his specific Pantone blue, and so at one point, you know, at some point, you're thinking to yourself, this is 
not going to show up. And I, I pled my case, and he was he was sure it was going to be fine. So then call a sign company, and sign company looks at me like I've grown a third eye. Like, is he right. serious? Right. You do realize that Navy Blue is not going to show up against a dark tinted yes. window. <laughs> uh, so the moral of the story is Navy Blue does not show up on a dark tinted window. <laughs> so, yes, the sign ended up going up and uh, came down two days later. And a white one was put up instead. I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but toot, toot. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so the sign company knew right away. Um, but this particular sign company wanted, I guess they just wanted to be rid of the client. Client was kind of a headache. So they were kind of just willing to give him whatever he wanted. And they ended up having to redo the order anyway. Um, but yeah, knowing your knowing your canvas is really important to knowing, to having some clue as to how the design will turn sure. out. Sure. Most of the time when we talk to... Uh, to clients, they go, I want something, but they don't give us much headache about what it is. They have a, a feel that they want, or they have, there's a brand that we have to ad adhere to. But as far as the, the, the technical um, parts of, you know, what type of sign and all that, that's usually left up, left up to us as the creative people to say, this is what I think you should do. And then they kind of pick from whatever options uh, from an agency standpoint that they, that we go from. Um, now, you actually deal with clients directly a lot, too, in which case that's you don't have a, a, a go-between guy. We don't have a go-between guy. <laughs> My favorite uh, line from a customer who doesn't really know what they want is, make it pop. Oh, yes. <laughs> make it pop. What does make it pop mean? I, I get know? the same thing as a graphic designer. I want colors that pop. I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> so you want everything to be green? I don't. I don't know what that means. And it's interesting that... Half of the time, we'll send out the first proof, customer will approve it. We hit it nail on the head first time. And then sometimes we have seven revisions, right? And, and it, it just depends on the client, depends on the design, depends on how intricate it's gonna be. Sure. Most of our designs that get redone um, are probably on vehicle graphics. Because if you think about vehicle graphics, it is basically wallpapering in 3D. Yeah, and designing an and designing. I don't know how you guys get it right all the time. Uh, we had we had a, a client um, come through that needed a trailer wrapped, and so Don at, at his shop wrapped this trailer, and I made the design for it, and I was just like, you know, I just crossed my fingers, and I'm like, I hope it looks. <laughs> and as soon as I got that trailer back, I'm just amazed at how you guys do those. It's amazing to me. Well, you know, it's it's a specialized talent. We have people that are certified in being able to apply that stuff. Like I said, it's wallpapering in 3D. If you ever wallpapered, sure. mm -hmm. you know how difficult that can be, mm -hmm. right? But there's def definitely different techniques and tools. And then the design is important. We had one wrap that was provided to us by a client from another marketing company that will not be named. That their not ours. No, <laughs> that their design was done in 2D, right? Mm -hmm. And their pattern was, you know, rays coming out, right? So if you have rays coming out on one side and rays coming out on another side and then rays coming out on the back, will they ever line up? Right. They'll never line up because you're doing it in 3D, right? And I'm like, you may not want to do it from that stand, from a design stand, because when you get from one side to the back, one ray is going to be here and one ray is going to be sure. there, there. And yeah, it's like, it's a mess. It, it gets to be a mess, but it looks good on paper. And yeah, like that, that's the thing people need to understand is know your canvas. I can't say that enough. <laughs> All right, so that's the process that, that we go through. And it's, it'll be altered depending on uh, what type of sign it is. But it kind of gives you an idea of the, the general process that we go through. Getting a banner made doesn't involve, uh, you know, on-site installation. Uh, but you, you, you get the point. We could kind of say, okay, you know, like, for example, this sign, we can say, 
we this Bad is guy. the design we want it printed on uh this material and that's pretty much what it is uh same thing with pop-up banners uh, you don't have to go on site to install any of those things but um there's lots of different types of signs that require different things but that kind of gives you an idea okay well then let's talk about the different kinds of signs that there are oh okay well there are several different types of signs oh do tell um, zachary we have everything from plastic signs that just tell you where the restroom is to lighted signs that show you where the business is at nighttime. Um, and then we have uh, digital menu boards. When you go into a restaurant, you'll see backlit digital menu boards. Temporary banners to event banners and act outdoor activity signage. Uh, prop signs to uh, window signs to lobby signs. Uh, individual office signs, cubicle signs, signs for doors. I mean, there's so much that's that's Pull. out there. Push. Yeah. Pull. Push. <laughs> so much that's out there. Uh, and then, like we mentioned earlier, there's vehicle wraps and trailer wraps and, and that sort of thing. Uh, and then, of course, there's yard signs. There's still a lot of use for uh, for yard signs. They're used a lot in um, in uh, in real estate still we use them a lot for events yeah, event um, advertising. there's uh event signage uh if you have a, a booth just about everything that, that's part of the booth except for the hardware itself is signage of some sort so there's lots of different things there's uh now there's like you mentioned so now the 21st century there's digital signs uh you can go down the the interstate and see what looks like a tv on the, the side of uh on the side of the interstate, but also in office, there are uh, digital signs. The bank has the, you know, the LED that tells you what time it is. There's lots of different digital signs as well. And then of course there's neon signs, cocktails and cocktails dreams. And dreams. Um, neon signs were very, uh, very yes, prominent at some time. Open. Yes. <laughs> um, and then uh, there's a new one that we got. I'm gonna show it to you. Ooh. All right, guys, I get This is a hologram sign. Okay, guys, I'm going to say this uh, again later, but for those of you that are only listening to us right now, this would be an opportunity for you to look at something. So if you don't, yes. if you do not already subscribe to Straight Shot Podcast uh, or are not watching it in video, you can always go uh, onto YouTube, Straight Shot Podcast, or you can... Um, Download the app. That's even better because we have bonus footage there for you or anywhere that you can get your podcasts that have video. All right. So this is a hologram sign. This is a little one. They make them much bigger and they make several different types. Uh, but I have one here that's kind of a gimmick and I'm going to figure out where to plug it in at. You, you put right it in there. the hole. Yeah. Watch your fingers. Um, now, Watch your this, everything. Here, we'll talk about it once I turn it on. All right. So what I would normally do is, is put this. It's made where it can hang on a wall. Uh, or you could put it on a stand. Uh, we use it at events. We put it on a stand, but I don't have that with me today. And it kind of makes a... Nemo! It's a Nemo. But it kind of looks 3D, kind of, uh, help me, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. A little hologram, right? holographic. Yeah. So um, it is quite loud. Uh, and there are some... I'm going to take this down now. We'll, we'll show some video of what it looks like. I always thought the signs like that are really cool if you um, have a product that you want to show or display in your lobby uh, of your business, like coffee mug or a t-shirt, or you want to just basically have like a three-dimensional model showing it off or something. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Well, it's, it's, it's something that's um, 
relatively new. Uh, there's lots of, of different ways to do holograms uh, now, which is a display, so it counts as a sign. Um, and uh, there's several things you can do. With, with this one, we can put, um, um, we have the straight shot logo uh, flipping, and we'll show you that here in the video. One of the things that you'll notice in the uh, video while you're watching this is that you really have to be in the room to get the full effect of these. It's an in-person experience. If you, if you, when you, what you're watching on the video is not going to translate to what the naked eye will see in a room because of the resolutions of the the camera uh, picking it up and the video and that sort of thing. If you notice when you look at it, um, it's 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 a, basically a fan blade that has lights across it. And as it spins, those lights line up in a certain way. Um, so we can design um, anything from now open to uh, to logos. We have the um, the Apple logo that we can show you, uh, and then things that are as intricate as the opening of our show on a TV set. Um, so when you look at that, you can see, again, visually you cannot see as well on the videotape as you could if you were in the room. No, because um, if you think about it, the hologram um, sign here is a bunch of lights. Yep. You point a camera directly at a bunch of lights, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be it's weird. Good, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why you're not going to get the full effect. But, but something that, that's, that's innovative um, that's out there as well. So, yeah, holograms. Help me, Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. Okay, well, on that note, um, <laughs> let's take a break to hear from our sponsors. And when we return, we'll talk about what signs do and how to make them a perfect. We'd like to thank Pinnacle Custom Signs for sponsoring today's episode. Established in 2011, Pinnacle Custom Signs is a full-service sign company located in Gwinnett County. From lobby signs, to office signs, to outdoor signs, and more. Pinnacle Custom Signs. 678-714-8700. Pinnacle Custom Signs. The view is better from the top. Straight Shot is brought to you by Reformation Productions. A full-service marketing agency in Atlanta, Georgia. Helping companies promote and communicate their business in the most efficient and effective ways possible through straight line marketing. Find out more by visiting reformationpro.com or call 678-825-8086. Reformation Productions. Think in straight lines. Before the break, we were talking about all the different sign options there are out there, and there are a lot of sign options, but not only are there a lot of options, but there are also a lot of uses for signs as well. We talked a little bit about that when discussing the types of signs there are, but there are things that fly under the radar and things that people don't think about. There are. So um, here are some clips from a recent trip to a Wendy's restaurant. So uh, look at all of the signage as we kind of uh, pointed out. You'll see there's a sign telling you who the restaurant is, where the entrance is. Uh, there's a sign here in the window telling you that they're hiring uh, what some of the latest items are to convince you to come in. You see Bacon Fest. Um, and as you get close, uh, you'll see there's a sign for what their hours are. Uh, one that's telling you that they offer delivery through DoorDash. Um, once inside, we have uh, the brand-related lobby sign. Then we have the changeable menu boards. Remember, we talked about digital menu boards. 
Uh, more try the latest item signage. Uh, these are recurring, ever-changing signage. Whenever they have a, a new uh, promo item, they'll change those. Um, then there's uh, legal signage for permits and certifications. And we have uh, the room and machine uh, identifications for bathrooms, ice machine, Coke machine. Um, there's uh, informational signage for the nutrition content of the tea, uh, instructional signage for the drink lids and so forth. Uh, then there's support for the community. There's a high school mascot of uh, the town that, that we were in. There is so much here. There are more than 69 signs in the front Jeez. end of this location alone. That's nuts. Yes. Dom, do you ever get asked to fill out an entire place at one time, or is it usually just piece by piece? No, we do. We, we've done complete turnkey operations before. You're right. There's a lot of them. Um, and depending on the, you know, depending on what it is, if it's a car dealership, a lot of signs in a car dealership. Sure. Yeah, right? I bet there are. And a lot of signs in, uh, in schools. We do a lot of work with uh, Georgia State University, other school systems that not only do you have, you know, room 101, but you have directionals to that sign you have the custom the sure. uh, logo of the university there so yeah there's a there's a ton of signage that you're right flies under the radar but it's visually there right yeah take there's, for granted a lot there's of that a, stuff. a lot of things that that people don't don't think about but people like us we think, we about, think about those <laughs> so <laughs> all right now zachary let's talk about what makes a good sign give us the straight shot on today's episode okay what makes a good sign rather than just a crappy generic sign. Crap, crappy sign, crappy sign. Uh, a good sign will do at least one of the following things preferably more so we want it to uh, identify we want it to describe persuade brand instruct or be memorable so lots of different things that we're going for when we're designing uh, a sign. So it can do one of those things or it could do multiple of those things. Now, what do I mean when I say it should do more than one thing? Well, if you take a simple bathroom sign, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it can simply say bathroom and it identifies what that room is and it's done its purpose as a sign. Or we could do more than one thing. It could also brand the, the business. It could describe whatever is behind the sign more than just identifying. So three out of the five elements is better than one out of the five elements. Let, let me show you an example. Um, this sign here simply identifies. It's a bathroom sign. Whereas this one does all the three things that I mentioned. So the question becomes, which one is better. Let me see if I can actually show you this. Yes. Okay. So this uh, sign simply identifies. It's a perfectly good, perfectly generic bathroom sign, right? And then you have this one here, which is at the Hooters down by the mall. And as you can tell, it does more than just tell you where the bathroom is. I want is. you guys to understand that Zachary went to Hooters to get these <laughs> photos just to get these photos. That's There's right. no other reason Zachary wanted to go to Hooters that day. They have great wings. They have great <laughs> wings. wings. <laughs> so uh, these are, the, the second ones here are much more um, creative. Mm -hmm. uh, I they're, that's they're cool. They're witty. That's so great. Um, you know, standing because you're male, sitting 
because you're female. We have the surfer aspect. Why don't you brag about it? Because a lot of the uh, the the stuff that's within the Hooters is surfer oriented. So and it's also in the branded colors. It's in orange. Um, so yes, again, uh, signs can can be more thought out than most people think. When people think, I need a bathroom sign, and they go to Staples and they pick one up and they slap it on the side I of their door. I tell you what, I love it's a these little creative. Than these. Yeah, I love these creative bathroom <laughs> signs. I think they're so great. I think it's just, it's such a cool way to add a pop. Well, you know, you talk, talk, talk about bathroom signs. Remember um, the advertising campaign from Kia that had the hamsters? Uh -huh. well, oh, yeah. But well, yeah. there were male and female hamsters. So at the Kia dealership here in, in uh, Buford, Mall of Georgia Kia, we have one of the male hamsters on the male bathroom door oh, that's and fantastic. the female nice. hamster on the female yeah, nice. Good. Oh, that's great. I love those. I just, I, every time I go to a restaurant, I actually look up, obviously I've got to figure out which bathroom I'm going to. And then, so <laughs> I like look up at the sign, but I always get such the biggest kick out of going into a restaurant that has, you know, ladies and gents or just something yeah, see, simple. Seeing even. how they've done something. It really makes a difference. I yeah. think it really sends uh, a message about the personality of your business. Right. Have you ever seen a bathroom sign that was so unique that no one knew which bathroom was which? So they had to put up a piece of paper next to it that said gentlemen or ladies because no one can Ooh. figure it out. I've seen Challenge that once accepted. or twice. I will Google that. I've seen it once or twice, seriously. <laughs> that's that's not unique. That's a mistake. That's a mistake. That's, 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 that's design over function. Yes, correct. It, it's got to have both. <laughs> wow. But there are some really interesting ones that are out there. This is one I happen to remember. Um, and so I did. I went down there specifically for this. Uh, me and my son yeah. did eat dinner. Oh, you but, and your son. The boys outing yes. just to get restroom photos? Yes. Okay. Yes. It, no, no, it's as, totally As weird as it would look to go to the, to the totally bathroom believable. with research, a camera. Research, research for this episode. That's right. Yeah, yeah to, okay, Don. Get to write that dinner off, see? <laughs> um, all right, so now let's play a game. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put some signs up on the screen. Do it. Uh, and let's see if we can figure out which of these six goals or elements of a good sign that they accomplish. So, um, again, audio listeners, you can see these on our YouTube page or wherever video podcast or show. You should be downloading the app by now because you love us. But we are going through... Uh, through visual things, and we're going to try to uh, to see again which of these, uh, you know, figure out which of the six elements of a good sign they are. So, just a reminder of the six goals for a sign: there is identify, describe, persuade, brand, instruct, and be memorable. Okay. So. Let's have some fun. Okay, let's do it. Now, if you did any of these, because <laughs> some of them are from around town, feel free to toot Ooh. your horn. Um, <laughs> all right, so here's the first one. Oh, my gosh. I hope you did this one. Did you? Oh, okay. Well. All right. So this one. I love this, this one. This one is Swanee Animal Hospital. What, yeah. do we, what, what six elements do we see? Well, it definitely tells who they are. It does. It's unique. So it's it memorable. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's memorable. Yeah, the little puppy hanging off the edge there. I mean, seriously. That's my favorite part. Yep. Hi, me too. Oh, so. no wonder why we're married. <laughs> and you know, it showcases the brand well. I mean, it shows you who the clients are. The clients are the mm -hmm. animals. So it, def it definitely tells you where the business is located, which is the first function of a, a building sign. Um, it also tells you who they are, right? So they are 
um, Swanee Animal Hospital. Uh, it's descriptive. It tells you what types of animals that they serve. You do not see a moose up there on the wall. You're right. You don't. <laughs> you see don't a see a horse up there on I the wall. I don't see an alpaca either. That makes me so, sad. There's um, a lot of goats in Georgia. I'd really like to see a goat up there. Yep. But maybe they don't um, do goats. So it's descriptive of the types of animals that they serve. It's also uh, showcases the brand. You can tell that they're playful and yet professional. Uh, and it's also, like Don said, it's also memorable because of uh, the creativity that's mm-hmm. involved, particularly yeah. with with the, the Kilroy was here dog on the end. I feel like, I know this is kind of a stretch, but I feel like if they would pay that much attention and put that much care into their signage with the animals on it there, sure. that they would add that much care and attention to my pets. Sure. It, you definitely get, a, you think, well, these people did this professionally. They love this. So you think more about the business. That's yeah. true. I think all, all businesses all should right, have So that. that being said, let's move on to the next one. So that one's a win. All right. So with, uh, with this sign, let's talk about which one we're looking at. We're looking at Attorney 770-904. I'm going to take a stab that said Don and custom, Pinnacle Custom Signs did not do this. We did not do this. So. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so, what does this tell you? There's a lot we could talk about on this whole thing here. Well, tell me what it does tell you. Just what the business is as far as their function. Yes. Their function and how to contact them. And that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. So we it's don't... like, man, I'm looking for an attorney's. It tells, it tells us what, kind of. But we don't know what kind of attorney. We just know that they're an attorney in general. It doesn't tell us. It doesn't even tell us who it is. No. We don't even know the name of the company. Um, so where the business is doesn't matter because you don't know who it is. So I like the bottom right side. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's a lot we can talk about that's, on this. That's whole a thing. landlord not taking the previous sign yeah, down. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so there's no branding whatsoever uh, on this sign. Uh, and it's not memorable, at least not in a positive way. Yeah, no. I would rather have a website, so at least that way, instead of the phone number, because at least that yes. way I could Google them, you know what I mean, and figure out who right. they are. So if you need an attorney, period, you just can call general, this guy. Just not only an attorney, but an attorney's. Because so. there's more than one there. Fail. All right. Yep, so that one's a failure. Wah, Next one. Wah. Oh my goodness. Naked waitress flirt with you. Isn't naked that what it says? waitresses flirt with you. That is sort of what it says. The <laughs> naked wait well, the naked truth about waitresses is that they only flirt with you to get a bigger or better tip. tip. <laughs> Correct. And then there's a giant you know what I like about this sign besides everything? Is that it tells you where the entrance is, probably. <laughs> it does. Right here. <laughs> right. That reminds me of the, the, the baby on board shirts that moms used to wear. You know what's funny is, and I don't know if, well, no, I'm sure Don doesn't have this problem. But, like, I know for me as a designer, whenever I get challenged with having to create a vertical sign like that, it always stresses me out because, uh, you know, the dream is to always have something landscape or square because then you could put, like, the most amount of text on it. When you have a vertical sign like that, it's always a little nerve-wracking because you can only really get one or two good words on it. The rest is hard to read. So for them to do it this way, it was cheeky, and I like it. All right, so it tells us where, obviously. It tells us who. O'Donovan's Irish Pub. Well, you can do the accent better than me. O'Don, uh, o, what is it? O'Donovan's Irish Pub. There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, it lets you know that their brand is playful. 
right? Because of the content and the, well, of the, course we have. the words that are there. Irish. It's very memorable. If you saw this, you would definitely uh, remember what it was that you saw. So this one is a win. It's also huge. It's probably against code. It's <laughs> don't know. details, details. Yeah. Why is he spoiling the fun? <laughs> don't fun know. police right here. You know what it doesn't have? It doesn't have how to contact them though. But I guess it just has the you giant arrow that says you can yep. come into the shop this way. Yep. Park here. That's the other one that they need. Park here. Alright, so let's look at the next one. What do we think of this one? Oh, that one's cool. I, I like it. it. God, that's very it's just so colorful. I like it. So it tells you what they do. Yep. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to go there. Look at it. I mean, look. It makes you you want to go to bulkcandystore.com. It does. So it tells you it tells you where they are. Right. This is where their brick and mortar store is. Now I understand that you can't see the store that's next to the sign in the picture. Uh, but it also tells you their website. Right. I wonder what their store looks Bulk like. Bulkcandystore.com. Was their storefront really cool looking? Do you know? No, I do not. It was like a boring store. Um, okay. But it, it obviously it tells you who they are, mm-hmm. um, and it tells you the types of products that they have, which is both tempting and persuasive. If you saw, if you were going down the street and you saw this, you might get a jonesing for one of those <laughs> sweeties also, that are up there. It's also kind of nostalgic in a way too, because with, with the, the lollipops and the dots yeah. and stuff. Mike and Ike's, I mean. It's throwback. Yeah, yeah, it's a little throwback, throwback. and it kind of it appeals to people that are older as well. It shows that the uh, that their brand is colorful and creative, um, and the instructions from the sign are assumed. Stop here to get this stuff, right? So It makes me want to lick it. Uh, it is quite <laughs> memorable. You, how many people do you think have licked it? If, <laughs> you, need if a lad- you, you need a ladder to get up there. Yeah. I would climb to lick that. But if you the were going, taste like snozberry. If you were going down the street and you were trying to give anybody directions in that area, you would mention this as a landmark, kind of like lollipop. the big chicken. You remember the big chicken? Yes, everybody remembers the big yep. chicken. Turn left at the big chicken. Same sort of thing. So talk, right at the lollipop. Talk of the town. That's cool. Next I like one. It. I've never seen a sign like that. That's cool. Oh, this one's a billboard sign. They have gotten pretty creative in recent years, billboards. They have. Um, so this one, what does this one tell us? Don, do you guys do billboards as well? We do not do billboards. It's the only sign that we do not do. Because I think that's like a special, special company. specialty. Do that. Yeah, they, it's actually the billboard companies are, are more into the advertising into it. So you have some of the larger companies, some of the outdoor sure. media companies do that. Gotcha. So this one tells you who it is. Right, mm-hmm. it's Edna Adina. Realty. Ad, ad, Adina. Adina Realty. I, I read Edna, it's but I guess it's the you need. Um, so it tells you tells you why why should you choose them? Well, they're helping twenty three thousand buyers a year into new homes, so they have a track record. So they're telling you why you should use them. It's relatable. If you've ever had to move, you've seen all of those boxes <laughs> marked kitchen, living room, whatever, right? Um, Except we all know that one of those boxes is spelled horribly wrong, and then there's cross out, you know, no, it used to be bad, but now it's living room. <laughs> well, it says gen stuff. Repurposed boxes. Um, uh, it so does, is that flat? No. No, it's, well, it's 3D. 3D. Okay. 3D uh, now, what it does not do is it does not tell you where. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't tell. No, there's no contact information. No. Uh, it doesn't tell you where uh, It does make me want to Google it, though, mm-hmm. to try to get the contact information. Um, but it, it is it is memorable because it's creative. So, yeah. So let's look at another one here. 
I tell you what, I stop every time and look at the cows, like especially when they're three dimensional or the Georgia Aquarium. The aquarium, gotten, the aquarium has cool signs. Yeah, too. yeah with the do. with the I don't know, is it plastic or whatever the. It's the, going to be foam or plastic. Okay, with the animals protruding out, whether it's the cows or the. All seals. right, so so what do you think of this one, uh, David Littlejohn? But on the outside, I'm really big. Okay. Um, well, it tells you tells you where right mm-hmm. this is our office it tells you who yep it also describes what they do smart eye care quality eye care mm-hmm. right and the design is smart and it's professional so it kind of gives you a feel for how the the people in the business are going to be uh and it's also somewhat memorable with the glasses on top um and so uh yeah it's a nice piece i feel like the one we just saw before was very um like um ornate you know in design a high mm-hmm. design this one is very simple but i think it's it's it simple but volumes. it's smart yeah, yeah it's very smart design doesn't need much really it just need you just need to know what what you need to you just need to know what you're selling or who your target is all right here's oh a, goody more of these here's another one where you rented a space in the shop yeesh um, a sushi right. dentist so, i was just looking for a sushi so, dentist the one that we're talking about in this is dentist, let alone the fact that it looks like sushi dentist. Yes. Which is, is a very we, valid We can point. even move that little yellow thing over to sushi because um, it's the same problem. So, again, it's a dentist. It doesn't tell you what kind of dentist. It's um, a sushi dentist, clearly. <laughs> uh, it doesn't tell you who, right? There's no company name. It just says dentist. Um, so that brings us right back to where we were with the attorneys, where it doesn't matter where they are if you don't know who they are. There's no branding whatsoever, and it's not memorable whatsoever. It also so, makes me wonder what they're hiding. Oh, that's not good. So this one is um, is going to be a fail as well. So the interesting thing is, this is the same business. Ah, wow. Well, <laughs> so, that's good. They've improved their... Yeah, yeah, wait, Don, you so, didn't do this, did you? To the one next to it. Did you really? Cubatory. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, that one's not on our list of failures. So way to go. <laughs> so uh, the Ditcher Street sign, you have the, the exact same issue. It is a little more descriptive, family and cosmetic dentistry. Still, still, still know what you do. Still doesn't tell you who. Tells you where, but doesn't tell you who. Well, I'll give you a little bit of... Or I'll, why. Well, I'll give you a little bit of, of feedback on this. I didn't make the sign, but sure. a lot of people in industries like this want to... Spend the least amount of money on signage. Oh, Have sure. you guys heard that? Mm-hmm. So no, they want but I've heard this. I've, I've recognized the same type of thing from like tax people. Right. They'll just have taxes. You on. have dentist travel. I mean, we had sure. And you see cleaner, right? Yeah. And, and so they don't want they don't want to be descriptive about it because they don't want to spend money on signage. They don't see signage as advertising their business. It's almost like shame on you, dentists. Yeah, sort of like they have to have a sign up because their lease says they have, they have to have, have a sign, sign up. up. Yeah. Oh, so it's just a oh. so, which is well, hey, if you have to have a sign, you might as well have a good one. Yeah, I dentist. know, right? Uh, but yeah, you're right. Some of the the ones that I've seen worse are tax, travel for travel agency, um, dentist, uh, and then uh, you mentioned another one, cleaners. cleaners. Yeah. Those are those are probably the biggest culprits. And I tell you what, if I'm trying to find a dentist and you can't make yourself stand out any more than this, I am not choosing you. Yeah. Same thing with with any of the other ones. I mean, there has to be a reason why I'm going. Why am I choosing your shop? Yeah, I don't think people want generic dentistry. If I'm if someone's gonna be messing around in my mouth, I want to know their first name. 
So, <laughs> so move it on further away from my sign. No, it's not. <laughs> what is it? Cubatory. Cubatory. That is a good sign. Do you see the good sign right next to it that that was done by Pinnacle Custom Signs, located now, just inside Hall County? <laughs> now, did you do the uh, the graphics that are in the windows as oh, well? We did as well. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, so here's the next one. This one's Johnson Creek. What does this one tell you? Crossroads with a future. That's your mission. So, is it a town? Is it a church? I don't. It is a community center. I I think it's it's either yeah. it's either a a, a town um, where it's telling you the name of the town, right. or it's the name of a um, like a subdivision. One yeah, it's probably part of a town. Yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah. yeah. But it tells you where, it tells you who. It showcases uh, their mission, Crossroads with a Future, right? Um, it's informative to the community. Uh, and it does tell you a bit about the town. It's, it's very community-related. It's not cheap. It's modern. It's informative to tell people, um, you know, what's going on. I'm sure that uh, the lettering on that sign changes with whatever dates going on and events and so forth. I bet it's like a city hall or something, maybe for the town. Could be, but it is quite fancy. It's nice. Donuts. All right. What about <laughs> this one? And this one, we're talking about the donuts. Now we could talk about pain management also, but <laughs> right now we're going to talk can about. We, can, real quick though, <laughs> did you do either of these? I did not, and okay. that's so. I, I will tell you from a. Um, expert standpoint. Yes. Terrible placement of the sun. Can we talk about that? <laughs> I mean, I come am, on. Donut, I, I'm assuming donuts is underneath that awning. Yes. And pain management. Where the heck is that? <laughs> I think pain management used to have both sweets and couldn't afford to keep both sweets. And it sold looks like it's flirting with donuts. <laughs> like it used, like it was centered over the awning at one point, and then it just kind of moved over and it was like, hey. It's donut pain management. It's just. It's, All right. It's not even like. It's so not centered in any way. It okay. makes me crazy. So let's. We have the same issue that we had with the other ones with uh, with donut. Well, actually, with both of them, but with donut specifically, it tells you where it is. It tells you what it is. It doesn't tell you who, and there's no branding on it uh, the whatsoever. Only, the only thing I'll say about donuts versus pain management is at least the font's a little bit fun, right? Right. It is it's true. And actually, Good I've point. been in that particular establishment, and it's J and J Donuts. Or, I can't remember what it is. I, I don't know. It's, it's not on <laughs> they the couldn't afford J and J. Apparently, <laughs> and whatever it is, is not a whole lot of letters that they needed to buy. But yeah, I, you're right. It, I would have loved to have just seen a little bit more signage because the the colors are good and it lights up at night. And it, um, it has a great font. So to Don's point, it, if they would have just continued a little bit more and had the actual name of the company, it would have been a great little sign. Yep. So this one, good place or not, signage-wise, fail. fail. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> here's the next one. What do you think of this one? So the reason why these signs exist is because there are laws and rules on the pesticides and fertilizer put down on the on the on the ground and those are not the only purpose of those signs is to meet a government standard really they do some advertising obviously because it's on they there. do yeah. right. it's a good opportunity, good opportunity they to do so do but they sure. have to do this as a as a matter of law well then this is a very good example of utilizing the space that they have to use anyway right yes. making the most i out would of agree it. with you so what this one does 
is it tells you um, tells you what, right? It tells you where. It's instructional. It tells you on the back, uh, which is probably the legal part that you're talking about. Stay, keep off lawn. Keep no children. That sort of thing. Um, it also persuades, which is why they put their name on it. If you like this lawn, call us. And it gives a contact right? information. Exactly. Which is important. Oh, yeah. So very good usage of a sign there. Yeah, because, I mean, we do see lawn care um, landscaping trucks uh, maybe that are car wrapped or the trailers are wrapped. We see them about running around town and everything. But really the best um, word of, uh, the, what do you call it, the best advertising for these companies is to see a beautiful lawn. Sure. So when you're at the lawn of somebody of your neighbor that you're jealous of. Put your flag put in it. Put that flag yeah. in it. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's it's important too. You know, you talk about, this type of sign or vehicle wrap. Um, and you guys probably know Stort Pro Air, right? Mm -hmm. They've got sure. 60 vehicles and we've wrapped all of them, right? Oh, wow. So about two and a half years ago, what they have on the back of their van, they had their logo, they had the services they provided, and they had a air conditioning unit, okay? Okay. An air conditioning unit on the back of their van. That's what they wanted, that's what they like. So they want to prove that they install i think they install carrier air conditioners right sure cool. so finally they hired a mar marketing person that said you know what do you provide yeah you provide this machine but is it like comfort in the home and if you look at a stort vehicle now i can tell which ones were wrapped 19 excuse me 2016 prior or 2017 sure. post because they're putting images on it whether it's a mother and child or right. a kid with an airplane or whatever so it's a more of an emotional connection to what Absolutely. they're doing versus a functional connection to what they're doing so Good. zachary has said it time and time again people buy stuff off of emotion more right. than just function and need right and all that should go into anything that you do signage or, or anything else now uh, one of the the worst things that could happen, and we've talked about a lot of bad things in, in those signs, but one of the first worst things that can ha happen with signage is if they say something in addition to what they were intended to say. So let's see if we can figure out what these next few are saying to us as a viewer, aside from the elements of a good sign. So <laughs> let's talk about the blue one first. What does that say to you outside of? It says ownership. It's, <laughs> it, it says what? It's ownership. It's apostrophe S. Yeah. It's the signs and lettering. All right. So what, what this one tells me is that you can't trust them to proof your sign. Yes, your sign. Your own <laughs> artwork before you send it to them. Um, so yeah, this happens a lot, not only in signage, but That's also their own sign. It, is their own sign. it happens a lot in print too, where <clears throat> you have things that are not proofed, misspelled, wrong punctuation, and it makes you look bad to the viewer, to the consumer. Yeah, it does. Um, now, if you are a sign company <laughs> that did a sign like that, that's even worse. Dead giveaway. All right. Now, the one on the left, the point that I want to make about it is this. It may not be on the left in the video. Um, the one that says medical supplies. This is a temporary sign. It's a banner that has been up there on the side of this warehouse. I'm not sure if they want to renew their lease. The problem that is, well, that's true. The other thing is, we happen to know this has been up there for months and months and months, mm -hmm. which makes me look at it and go, I do not want to buy medical supplies from somebody that's too cheap to put up a sign. I'm going to need you to commit. So, 
that's another again with people trying to cut costs. Don't try to make a temporary sign a positive, uh, a permanent sign. It makes you look bad. Yeah. Um, if for some reason you you know you're going through with the the city and you're trying to figure out what all the rules are and that sort of thing, it makes perfect sense for you to use a temporary sign uh, until until you can get a real one. But don't try to make do. Don't try to make. Yeah. Do. Don't get too comfortable with that because it sends the message that you're not um, that you're not in. They're not going to stay there. You look too temporary. Well, we do have a saying in the business that a business with no sign is a sign of no business, right? Ooh. It's nice. So they don't have a sign, you know. So uh, yeah, we had a. Uh, you guys might be familiar with a restaurant downtown in on Buford Highway in Buford. Okay. Uh, you know where the Jimmy John's is today, right? Mm-hmm. Before that, it was the Red Sky Cafe. Okay. Remember that? There was a restaurant there between those two. Do you know what the name of it was? Mm-hmm. You know why? Never, never, never had a sign. No, there was one there for six months. Why would you? I have went. And, I went and met with them. Very smart people. I said, "You got to have a sign. It's not in my budget. When I eventually start making money, I'll put up it's a sign." Not how it works. No, it's not how it works. So uh, we we get that all the time. We get that. I, I'm starting my business. I don't have any money for marketing yet. I'm like, well, then why are you starting your business? business? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing to me if you don't tell people you're there. What's the point in being there? Yeah. Nobody knows you're there. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so. All right, so that's the the last part of uh, the straight shot. So just make sure that whatever your sign is saying, that it isn't saying something negative about your business that you do not want it. Yes, a bad sign is worse than no sign. Absolutely. Exactly. (laughs) And if you have an opportunity to, um, kind of like the lawn care, if you have an opportunity to um, have a sign somewhere, maybe because you have to, use that space. Make the most of every opportunity that you have to advertise your business and what you do and how people can get a hold of you and things like that. All right, so before we go, I just kind of want to turn it over to Don for a minute. Is there anything that you would like to say to the Straight Shot audience? Uh, yeah, what I would like to say is that, you know, in business that we, we're operating in, um, trust the professionals, right? Sure. Um, you're listening to this podcast. You, if you work with Reformation, which we have, you know, extensively, they're professionals, right? They're not amateurs. That's what they do for a living, Right. We're a sign company. That's what we do for a living. You know, I might not know how to design, make, or install a sign personally, but I've got people on my team that know how to do that. And he does know how to boss people around. I, I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do it all the time. Yeah. But, you know, go to the professionals. I mean, if you're trying to run a business, run the business. Stick to your knitting. If you're in a restaurant, get customers in the door. Don't try to do the books. Don't try to do – because if you focus more on your knitting, then you can do everything that you want. Right. As far as being a marketing professional or a sign professional or someone else, that's what we do for a living. And our, you know, both of our our functions is to generate more revenue for our clients because that's how they right. get ahead and how mm-hmm. we get ahead from that standpoint. So trust a professional. Don't do it by yourself or don't trust an amateur to do the job that you need to get done so your business can flourish. Right. We look good when you look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Very true. Well, thank you very much. Well, Don, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us today. And thank you, Straight Shot family. Uh, Please don't forget to like or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're on YouTube, click the little bell 
to get notifications of when we release new episodes. You can also download the podcast, which you should be doing because you love us. Mm-hmm. Talking to you. <laughs> you can also sign up for text notifications by texting the word Reformation to 90210. Really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know why it's 90210, Don? I know exactly why it's why? Because that's where Beverly Hills phone number I mean, It is, it is. But why do we use it? Because... It was part of a TV show that was memorable. It's memorable. Yes, memorable. That's exactly. Right. Because everybody knows 90210. Or 8675 309. That's my phone number. Okay. <laughs> because she's Jenny. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all week, unfortunately. Um, so, anyway, in, uh, in the phone number part of your text message, type in 90210. And in the body of the text, just write in Reformation. And you will be signed up to receive text messages. They will alert you to every time that we get together and talk about all these marketing tips yep. here on Straight Shot. And uh, like I said before, seriously, though, you should download the podcast because we come out with really cool um, extra bonus features. Oh, you're talking about the app. Download the, you said oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, he knows me better than I do. <laughs> download Straight Shot app through your uh, phone's app store. And uh, and then that way you'll have access to all of our bonus features, yep. which are, we have some new they're ones also, coming out pretty soon. They're also on uh, the Patreon page. So if you like what we do and, uh, and support us on the Patreon page, the uh, bonus features are there as well. Yeah. And they have like, you know, you get little bonuses for helping us out. We'll give you shirts and oh, we've yeah. got little swag there for yep. you. Yep. Things that well, I create in my spare time, yeah. you know. Mmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's good water. Anyway, so anyway, that's all we have today, guys. So thank you for coming out with us again. Thanks, Don, for playing with us. And I uh, hope you come back and see us again. And are, we're part of our teaser, which he's just so great. Anyway, and uh, we will see you again next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast informative, we hope you'll pass along our web address, straightshot.net, to your friends, colleagues, and business associates. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes or on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash straightshot. If you would like to have your question featured on the show or would like to be a guest, call 678-825-8086, extension 300. Or you can email us at info at straightshot.net. Be sure to download the Straight Shot podcast app on your smartphone to hear previous and new shows. You can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, or directly at straightshot.net. This has been Straight Shot.